eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al and Brian. Forty-nine web zone, no huddle podcast, part of the Odyssey Network with Brian Reddick. I'm Al Sacco, playing hurt still. So I was sick last week, as the listeners of the show will know. It was questionable. I gutted it out, and then Brian had to do it on his own because <laughs> I just couldn't do it because I was too sick. And now I'm on day ten of still being sick. I've been sick. I had COVID last year, Brian, and was like yeah. good in five days. And I don't know if this is the flu. I got a flu shot, but I'm still hurting. But I'm still here to talk about the 49ers who destroy the Cardinals today. Not destroy them, but I was never worried. Yeah. They clinched the NFC West. They are, what is their record now? 11 and 3? 11 and 3. 11 and 3. I mean, just life is good. And I want to I start this show off, Brian. There's a lot of people out there who, you know, they doubt our man. They, they doubt our quarterback. They want to call him a game manager. What would you say if someone called him a game manager right now? Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy today with his four touchdowns told everyone that calls him a game manager, manage these nuts because he is the front runner for the MVP. And in my opinion, it's not even close. Sorry. I think he's, I think he solidified it pretty much today. And I'll get, I'll, I'll get into why, what did you, what went through your head when he went down though? Uh, I think my my heart dropped into my stomach and I thought to myself are we really going to have to see Sam Darnold take a snap and also what is it going to take for a 49ers quarterback 
to start all 17 games in a season. Like it just all the all the doomsday scenarios went through my head. And, you know, he came back and looked like Brock. And and, you know, he he went to Arizona. It was his homecoming. And he said, watch this and just dominated his hometown team. Not that it was his team growing up. He didn't root for them. He was a Dolphins mm. fan because of Marino. But yeah, he he came home and and said, hey, I'm here. And uh, I now lead the NFL in touchdown passes. So how about them apples? Dude, I went numb. I don't even know what happened for like 30 seconds. Because <laughs> I didn't see the hit initially. Is You know, yeah. on television, you can't see it. And then they just show him on the ground. And I'm like, what is it? Did he hit mm. the head? Is it his leg? Is it his arm? All this stuff's going through my head, but I'm just like numb. And I always yeah. say like the closer we get to this and like, you know, we deal with the team and, and we, it becomes more personal. Like I don't get super fan fan boy anymore, really. When mm-hmm. I get all up in arms, I, it's, it's sort of business, a business like approach with me, but not when he went down. I, I went back to like 10 year old Al Sacco. Where I, I was just numb and like, oh God, no. You know, in varsity yeah. blues, when the dude gets hurt, the dad is like, oh God, yes. don't do this to me. Yeah, it's pretty much like where I went, just numb and like, like, please no, please. Yeah. We've been we've been through it. Listen, 49ers fans had a lot of good years with Montana and Young, and, and the football gods were great to them. But the last 20 or so or whatever it's been have been rough at quarterback. Leave us alone. Let this guy just leave him alone, please. Leave Brock alone. Yeah, anyway, you know, the, it, it wasn't a pretty game, but it was a pretty game. Hi oh. And, uh, you're just, you got a lot, you just got a lot of clips today. I know. And like I said, you know, and, and, and honestly, it's just at this point and, and I appreciate it. Like, I don't know if you watched the halftime show with, uh, Boomer Esiason and Nate Burleson and they were both like, listen, yeah. If you don't think Brock Purdy's the MVP or the front runner for the MVP, uh, then basically you don't know ball because, you know, it, it doesn't matter that he's got weapons. Every quarterback that is successful has weapons. Like, this is the dumbest argument. It's the absolute dumbest argument. And the MVP award is not the award for the guy who does the most with the least. That's not what the award is. The award is at this point, and, and we even said it with Peter King, it's the quarterback of the one or two seed in either conference. And right now the four ers are the one seed. The Cowboys are no longer the two seed unless Philadelphia loses to Seattle. And then on the other side, you've got Baltimore and I believe Miami still is in the two seed. And of those four quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson, Tua uh Dak Prescott and Brock Purdy, there's no argument for any of those guys playing better than Brock Purdy this season. And that's the key. It's the season award. No one's saying like, if if we had a if we had a fantasy draft, would you take Patrick Mahomes or Brock Purdy? I I'd take Patrick Mahomes, right? There's just a, a bigger track record. But if you're asking me who has played the best at the quarterback position in 2023, it's Brock Purdy, and in my opinion, it's not particularly close. Wait, can you answer a question for me though? So yes. that Boomer Esiason guy, who I'm pretty sure was an NFL MVP, and Nate Burleson, who played in the league for a long time, mm-hmm. do they mm-hmm. know more than than randos with? computers in their basement and the internet can you is that i would i i would venture i would venture to say that they know ball more than uh twitter trolls in their mom's basement for just wanted just for just wanted to clear clear that up so (laughs) so dudes who like never played the game maybe they write for a blog they they watch the all 22 because they pay for game pass 
they know more than those guys. <laughs> yes, they do. Okay. Just, I just wanted to clear that up for our listeners. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Um, so what I wanted to look at today. So people I feel like are always looking for a reason. And I don't want to mix it all about Brock. We'll get into more of the team and, and the other stuff that happened today. But feel like people have been looking for a reason to discredit him for MVP or just find somebody else that you can say, ah, no, 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 this guy's the MVP. And not everyone's doing it, but enough. So Dak Prescott was the leader, at least odds-wise, for MVP going into this week. Jalen Hurts, it looks like, has fallen back a little bit with Philly's recent struggles. He may not even play tomorrow night because he's sick. Well, I'm sure he'll be out there, but he's dealing with something right now. And, and now the latest thing, and I love me some Josh Allen, but everybody's saying, well, wait a minute. If the Bills make a run, Josh Allen's going to be MVP. If the Bills make a run here, that's what's going to happen. I love Josh Allen, and that may very well happen. But if you look at what happened in the game today, it was it was not about the rain because it didn't start raining until later in the game. It was about the game plan, and the game plan was James Cook. And James mm-hmm. Cook absolutely dominated that game. And Josh Allen threw for maybe 74 yards or whatever it he was. was. He was 7 of 15 for 94 yards and a touchdown. And if you watch that game, there were some drops. Dallas had a lot of pressure on him when he did drop back to throw, but it was all James Cook. They, they, they gave the ball to James Cook. James Cook had like well over 200 yards. He, he, it, that was the game plan. Dak Prescott also played in this game. Also played in conditions that, okay, they were a little wet for a while, but this is yet another big game, Brian, that Dak Prescott kind of shit the bed in. Disappeared, yep. Did not win, and we've seen that in the playoffs a number of times. If you're a 49ers fan, you've seen it. Two times, at least, in the playoffs. But this isn't about the playoffs. This is about the MVP this year, where Dak Prescott was the leader in the clubhouse going into this week. Dak had 59 yards going into the fourth quarter. He (laughs) finished 21 of 34. A lot of that was garbage time, but he still ended up with only 134 yards, no touchdowns, and a pick. Yep. More important than that, his team lost 31 to 10 in a big game. This was a big game. Dallas has a lot of big games coming up. They have to play Miami. Um, I have to look at their sky. They have to play Detroit. Mm-hmm. The rest of the season is pretty much big games for them, and they had to keep yeah. winning to keep pace with Philly and to keep pace for the one seed. Didn't mm-hmm. happen today. They got their asses kicked. So, what I wanted to go through with you, if you want to, yeah, we'll go through and look at how Purdy's done in big games this year versus how Prescott has. And I guess I'll yeah. I'll just go through and ask you what I think a big game is, and if you yeah. know, if you want to do it that way. So let's look at Purdy here. I would say the first big game for him was week five against Dallas. Yep. Would you agree with that? Or do you yes. think week one at Pittsburgh was big for him coming off the injury? No, I don't. I, I mean, I think it was, I mean, week one is never a big game, right? You can't, you can't quanti- quantify week one as a big game okay. um, just because the season hasn't started yet. And, you know, I mean, it was big for his psyche, but uh, I don't think it was big in terms of, you know, importance or anything like that. So this is the first big game, we'll say, Dallas. And this is head-to-head against Prescott, who's another MVP candidate. Right. Purdy is 17 of 24, 252 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, 49ers went 42 to 10. You think he passed the test there? I, I think he did. The next big game, I'll say, is against Cincy. Because the Niners had the game against Cleveland that was sloppy, but you think mm-hmm. we're going to throw it away. And then Minnesota, what the hell happened? He has those two picks at the end. And then against Cincy, I thought this was a big game. And while I thought he played well for most of it, at the end, he had the picks. 22-31, 365-1 one TD in those two rough picks. The Niners lose that game. So so Brock in that game, I'm going to say 
he did not come through there, not as an MVP anyway. Yeah, and I, I don't think he played poorly in that game. It, you know, I, I people like to point to the that three game losing streak and and say that this is why Purdy isn't an MVP because you know Debo was out and Trent was out and 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 they didn't win and they put up their least amount of points in the season. And I I understand that I understand that uh, that argument and I. I I don't have a I don't have a counter argument. But what I will say is that in the Cleveland game, he drove them down for the game winning field goal and Moody missed it. Mm-hmm. In Minnesota, he had them in position to win the game and then he got concussed and that's when he threw the two interceptions. Now, Kyle Shanahan has said he didn't look that different out there to me, so I don't know that that is, you know, that is a, a viable excuse. He threw two interceptions, it is what it is. And then in Cincinnati against Cincinnati, he didn't have a poor game. Um, if you look at the at the stats, he actually had a pretty decent game. Um, mm-hmm. He did have some uh, again some turnovers, but uh, that game you can attribute to the defense just allowing Joe Burrow to do whatever he wanted. So I, I would say that he didn't underperform in that game. He did not lead his team to a victory, uh, but he didn't shit the bed in any stretch in in my mind anyway. All right, after the bye there were a lot of questions about Purdy coming out of the bye because of that three game losing streak. Yeah. The Niners have played six games since then. They're six and oh. Purdy has thrown, let's see, seven, 11, 13, 17 touchdown passes in those six games to two interceptions. That's pretty yep. good. How many yep. of those games are big games? So I think that Jacksonville game was a huge game. Huge game. Jacksonville yeah. six, six and two. Mm-hmm. So many questions about the Niners. He comes out 19 to 26, 296, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Huge. Huge pass in that game. Yep. Absolutely passed the test there. Do you want to say any of the Seattle games are big games? Because that's like uh, I think I, I think so. I think that Thanksgiving game was a big game. Seattle was still, okay. you know, not right, but well, pretty, pretty close to uh San Francisco in terms of where they were in the division at the time. And okay. it was in Seattle. It was on Thanksgiving. It was an it was a primetime game. It was an, you know, a national audience. And yeah, I, I definitely think that was a big game. So that game, I, he, I thought he played better than his stats. He had the pick six that was a tip, but mm-hmm. the Niners were in control most of that game. He was 21 to 30, 209, 70% completion. Again, he passes the test. When you go into Seattle on a short week, it's a tough mm-hmm. place to play. They were in control the whole game. I think that's another pass test for him. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Agree, yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. I. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next game, maybe the biggest game of the season. 
maybe for the entire NFL, not just the 49ers, you're at Philadelphia, the mm-hmm. team that you got hurt against last year in the NFC Championship game. But there's been a lot of talking. There's a lot of pressure in this game. 19 for 27, 314, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. Again, yeah. flying colors. He passes that way. Yes. So Brock this year, if I'm looking at this right, is four and one against teams with a winning record. He right now has 29 touchdown passes and six interceptions. He's beaten Dak Prescott and Jalen Hurts, who may be two and three in the MVP other than him, by a combined score of 84 to 29. He hasn't beaten them, but he's led the 49ers to do that. Correct, correct. So I think we would agree that in big games this year, and I think anybody listening to the show would agree, that Brock has answered the bell. Yeah, I, I, and honestly, I can't think of a big game where he hasn't. That's the thing. That's what's wild about this kid is his age, you know, his, his experience level and the stage has never, ever, ever been too big for him ever. And it's, it's to me, that's one of the most impressive aspects of who he is as a player and a person. And it, it is not a common, it's not a common attribute. Right. There are lots of quarterbacks who have been incredible, but when the lights are brightest, they shrink. And that has not been the case for Brock Purdy. All right. Dak Prescott, first four games for the Cowboys. They beat the Giants, the Jets, the Cardinals. They lost the Cardinals. They lost the Cardinals. Yeah. And then they beat New England. Really shitty teams. (laughs) Then they play the 49ers. Again, huge game. Similar Mm -hmm. to why. It was a huge game for the 49ers against Philly. This was a huge game for the Cowboys exactly. because the, exactly. the Niners had knocked them out two years in a row. It was then coming in saying, listen, we can beat this team. Yeah. This is a huge game for us. Dak is 14 for 24. It's 58%. No, <laughs> 153 yards, one touchdown, three picks. Three picks, yep. That is a massive – and I'm not blaming – I'm not – this is a team game. I understand it. But yeah, we're talking MVP, sure. so we're looking at right, right. massive fail. Yeah. Massive fail there. Yeah. Next big game. So he plays the Chargers and the Rams. He, they win both those games. Rams. I would say are, his next big game was at Philly. Yeah, at Philly. 29 of 44, 374, three TDs, no interceptions. The the numbers look well. good. Yep. They lost. Did but step he played out well. of, yeah, played well, but you lose the game. Mm-hmm. Again, you're 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 losing a big game. Mm-hmm. But he did play well overall. So can you give an MVP to someone who played well, but you lose a big game? I don't know, but he he did play well in that game. Right. Their next matchups, you play the Giants. They got a bad team. Carolina, bad team. Washington, a bad team. Seattle, who at the time had a winning record, right? Mm -hmm. Barely, but yeah. Okay, Mm -hmm. so he was phenomenal in that game. 29 to 41, 299 and three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Then the big game for him, he he did come through against Philly. Yep. So at home. he's at home. 24-39, 271 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Now, this is where the gauntlet starts for Dallas. And again, Dallas is 10-3. If you're going to win the MVP of the league, you have to win these games in the gauntlet. You have mm-hmm. to beat Buffalo. You have to beat Miami. You have to beat Detroit. His first game, again, on the road, a big test. We talked about what he did earlier. The Cowboys got destroyed. Dak did not yeah. play well. So, again, I think there is no way, unless Brock Purdy shits the bed next week and the Niners lose a couple games, 
to me, there is no way if the Niners get the number one seed, you can you can give the MVP to Dak Prescott. No, zero, I, zero chance. I I think I I honestly think today's game against the Bills is going to significantly lower his odds, and Purdy's game against the Cardinals is going to significantly increase his odds to be the odds-on favorite. And then, like you said, the next the next big hurdle for Brock Purdy in terms of his MVP case is going to be Monday night, Christmas night against the Ravens, uh, a, a defense that I believe is number one overall in DVOA. Um, it's a huge test and it's at home, which is a bonus for, for Brock, but I, I just don't see, I don't see him I don't see him faltering. I, I, I'm not saying that he's going to have four touchdown passes, right? Uh, but I, I don't think he needs to. I think if, I think if the 49ers win that game and he is solid and and he's at his 65 to 70 percent completion percentage, with you know one or two touchdowns and no interceptions, like that's again a big, I think a big time performance against that that Ravens defense. But also, if you look at the way that that the Rams played the Ravens uh, last week in Baltimore, they took them mm. to overtime. I, I I don't know if this Ravens defense is as good as the the under underlying numbers suggest, um, and I think they are susceptible to to this specific offense, this type of offense, and what the 49ers can do. So I'm just really excited for that game. It's going to be. It's going to be phenomenal. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. So against teams with a winning record, Dak and the Cowboys, one and three. Dak has, mm-hmm. with the four picks in, the, in those games, mm-hmm. um, QB rating of under 88. Now, it might be higher now with the Seattle game. The Seattle game is included in the numbers. Have, but they're one and three, essentially, against teams with winning yeah. records. Brock is four and one. Yeah. Niners against teams with winning records. It's just not comparable when you're talking about MVP. It's just right. not. So maybe Allen can make a run at it here. Um, maybe Hurts. Who knows how the season ends, right? If the Niners mm-hmm. lose a game and Philly ends up getting the one seed, it can still yeah. go to Hurts. But yeah. I think after today, Dex, Dex out. He, he, he's yeah. out. There, there's no way you could, you could call him an MVP based on that. And Brock now, Brian, has 29 touchdown passes, mm-hmm. um, which is the most since Jeff Garcia in 2001. Yeah. And only two Niners have broke 30, and that's Garcia and, and Steve Young. He continues to just put up amazing numbers. 29 TDs. He leads the NFL in touchdown passes right now. Yep. And only one. six interceptions after 14 games. It's crazy. Is it six crazy. or is it seven? I thought it was seven. I thought it was six. Is it seven? I think it's seven because I, I think I think it's seven because he had one more interception than Dak and three less touchdowns. And now he has one more touchdown than Dak. And they're I believe they're tied in interceptions at seven. All right. Let me double check that because... You're probably right, and you are right. Seven, yeah, not six. Um, um, but but I mean, still, like that. Yeah, you know that that is that is an incredible season, uh, especially in in a season where offense across the league is down. And we talked to Cynthia Freeland about that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, offense in general is down, and yet here is this San Francisco offense that is just absolutely steamrolling teams. And not only that, but you know, we've also talked about how theoretically. Tyreek Hill and CMC could probably be in the in the conversation for MVP as well. 
And yeah. while CMC had another phenomenal game, he's at 20 touchdowns on the season now, which is incredible. Unbelievable. Um, unbelievable. Tyreek sat out and the Dolphins still put up 30 against a, a Jets defense that is really good. So I think personally that hurts Tyreek's uh, MVP case a little bit. Yeah. Um, if he ends up playing the last three games and, you know, breaks that 2000 yard mark, I think there's a discussion, uh, but there's no telling if he'll be back for next week or not. And I, I don't know, you know, again, if he sits out and your team still scores 30, that seems to hurt your case a little bit as a, as a skill position player. So it was a, it was a big time Sunday for, for Brock Purdy and, and the, as, as it says on my screen, hashtag MV Purdy, um, you know, the case for, for his MVP only, only got bolstered this Sunday and you just love to see it. It's, it's just so fun to watch this guy. And I personally, to me, I think the play now, I, I will say this, that back shoulder throw to Debo thing of beauty, just Insane. beautiful. But my favorite play from him was that throw to George Kittle, where he breaks out of the pocket, gets out of a muddy pocket, and then just floats that ball directly to George Kittle. It was a it was a play that really exemplified to me what he has brought to this offense over what we have seen in the past, and that is pocket awareness, pocket mobility, athleticism to get out on off-schedule plays, and touch. He's got incredible yeah. touch on his throws. He does. And again, that, that touchdown to CMC, we have seen that play not result in a completion before. We've seen it as 49er fans. We've watched it with our own eyes. We've seen other quarterbacks miss that throw. But Brock hit it. And, and quarterbacks will tell you, a wide open receiver like that can be a little bit of, of, of a mind F uh, for a quarterback because they're so wide open that it just, it's, it's almost like it short circuits their brain and they're like, what, how do I throw this? Right. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't a great throw, you know, CMC had to backpedal a little bit and leap. Um, but like I said, we've seen that throw not be completed before. And it's just, this kid is, this kid is answering the bell every single game. And I think those that aren't giving him his flowers are having a harder and harder and harder time justifying that. And you just love to see it. And I'll go, I'll go a step further on the McCaffrey, the second McCaffrey touchdown pass. That throw is not even attempted because that's an off schedule play because right. Purdy's got to roll out of pressure and yep. make that play on the run. That that play doesn't even happen with Garoppolo or a lot of yep. other quarterbacks we've seen here with Shannon. And it's a sack or the ball gets thrown away. And that's what you're seeing with Purdy too. He's just his, his athleticism to make the off schedule plays to, to get out of pressure and still make something happen. And, and you're seeing it. They're going to be, again, God, God willingly, everybody stays healthy. They're going to be the first team since the 2004 Colts with a 4,000 yard passer and four players with a thousand scrimmage yards. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. Insane. It really and who is. Who won the I, MVP that year? Uh, a guy named Manning, but I don't know how good he was because he had a lot of people. He had a lot yeah. of good players around him. Yeah, so the he, quarterback. He might have not right? been that good. <laughs> I don't know. Did did we have the internet back then? I don't know. Were people breaking him down? I'm not sure. We'd have, we'll have, to, we'll have to go back and look at that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Game but man. yeah, it's just it's just what yeah, Pey Peyton Manning, the game manager. <laughs> he's, he's got Brandon Stokely. He's not yeah. that good. So, um, 
what we're just seeing, it's it's great. And I feel like we we talk way, I don't want to say we talk too much about Purdy, but we talk a lot about Purdy. But there's this hasn't there hasn't been a quarterback this good in San Francisco since Steve Young. You got your yeah. answer. It's it's yeah. been you went through the Cody Pickett's, you went through the Tim Rattays, you went through <laughs> oh, the Troy Smiths, you went through the early Alex Smith, you went through Sean Hill, you went through this stuff, you went through, you thought you had Colin Kaepernick and then Carr. It off a cliff. Carr, hundred percent. There's time. So that Blaine Gabber, you guys went through this. Mm-hmm. Nick Mullins, did you watch Nick Mullins play on Saturday? You better believe I watched Nick Mullins Dude, throw interceptions just, in the red just, zone on Saturday. Just, <laughs> I just, I'm just waiting. Like, I just wanted to call. I don't know any Vikings fans, but I just wanted to call and be like, "It's coming, it's coming," because he was moving the ball up and down the field, and then boom, yeah, turnover, turnover. It's just what Nick does. But you know, you've been through that, and now it's over. You have a quarterback, 49ers fans. You have. Maybe I know not because they have Justin Herbert physical skills, but you might have a top three to five QB in the league based on production and efficiency mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. moxie. And yeah. I don't know, just fucking going out and scoring touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. Just throwing leading the passes. offense. Right. Yeah. Like somehow at the end of the day, your EPA and your fucking adjusted this and adjusted that. <laughs> at the end of the day, what matters is do you put points on the board? Do you have 29 touchdown passes and lead the league? That's I care more about that. I kind of care yeah. more about you score points and win games than if yep. you, uh, I don't know, have a good tight window percentage throw. I mean, come on with this shit. Come yeah. on. Like the, like you said, Boomer and Nate are saying it. And the people who know are all saying it now. Like, look, this is real. This guy's great. Enjoy it. You got a superstar on your hands. End of story. Well, and I love Kurt Warner on Twitter earlier this week. Somebody said something basically that like you could put anybody in that, in that offense and they would succeed. And Kurt Warner replied and said, that's not true. You mm-hmm. not, there aren't a bunch of people who could do what Purdy is doing. That's, that's the, that's the, the, the myth. That's the, you know, that is the, the misnomer, right? It's, he is doing a lot of these things and making it look easy. And that's the problem is that he's making it look easy. And so we just assume that it is easy when in reality, it's not, it's high level quarterbacking. It's high level uh, processing, high level decision-making high level athleticism, high level throwing all of it. He's doing all of it just because a player is open does not mean that that throw is less impressive. And just because his, receivers do incredible things with the ball in their hands doesn't mean that he doesn't get credit for getting it to them in stride so that they can do those things right Right. there's just so much more nuance to it than than people are willing to look at because they just want to discredit this kid because again and and charl i i you know what i love it i wanted to bring this up and this reminded me i love charles davis at the end of that game uh basically what charles davis said was we don't, we, because he included himself because he does a lot of, of, of draft coverage. He said, we have a hard time giving Purdy credit because it means that we missed on him. And we have to, if we give him credit, we have to admit that we missed. And I will be the first person to say, I missed on him. And I appreciated that from Charles Davis because that's exactly what it is. It's an in a, It's an unwillingness or inability to admit, hey, you know what? We missed. That's on us. We got to be better, right? And it 
and and you said you know we might talk about Purdy too much, and we've spent thirty minutes now talking about Brock Purdy. Think about all the time in the offseason we talked about this damn quarterback position. How much yep. time have we talked about the quarterback position for the San Francisco 49ers since Kyle Shanahan has been here? That's all we've talked about because there hasn't been somebody that we could say, this is the guy, right? There was 2019 Jimmy Garoppolo. That was a hell of a run, but that's been it. Kyle Shanahan came here in 2017. It's 2023. We've had one season where we've had like an impressive quarterback play just one. And now we do. And it's just exciting, right? It's just Mm. exciting. And you know, his, his streak of 70% completion ended. So he's just tied with Joe Montana. Ho-hum. No big deal. He didn't actually break it. Um, But yeah, I it's, think tied with Breeze. I don't. I don't think he got to Montana. Oh, that's right. Montana had eight. That's what it was. Montana had eight. He had seven. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So I, that's why. That's why we're talking about it. That's, you know, it's it. Like you said, we have we have endured so much shit at the quarterback position that now that we have an impressive player at it that is playing at an MVP level, we're just giddy. Like it's just fun to talk about. That's exactly what it is. It's just giddiness. It's just actually having a quarterback that's good and not yep. really knowing what to do with yourself. But all right, <laughs> exactly. there, there, there are there are other players on this team, and I can't. The other guy that you just can't say enough things about Christian McCaffrey is unbelievable, yep. and he's another one. Like you talk about, okay, well, well, Purdy's in the right system. So is McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. McCaffrey's also in a place where he's got a, a, the best quarterback he's ever played with. Right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, that's what. Yeah. But Cam Newton, who thinks everybody's a game manager. <laughs> yeah. Is that what yeah. you're going to say? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. he wasn't with Cam when Cam won his MVP. So. Okay. So Purdy's the best QB he's ever played with. He's got the best yep. weapons he's ever played with. But what you're seeing right now with McCaffrey, he's having an all time season. So right now, after today, if my math is right, he has 1,801 all purpose yards, 1,292 rushing, 509 receiving. He has 20 total touchdowns. Yep. The 49ers record is 23, which Jerry Rice did in 1987 in 12 games, which is insane. But <laughs> it's he's wild. Got, it's so crazy what he did that year. So he's got 1801. Roger Craig has 2036 all purpose yards, and Frank Gore's got 2,180. So that's who he's chasing. He's got a really good chance to get there over the next three games if the Niners mm-hmm. have to play that last mm-hmm. game. But he's going to get 2,000. And that in itself is an amazing year. And yeah. he may end up with the way Kyle uses him. You may be looking at a 25 touchdown season for McCaffrey, just an all time 49ers yeah. for a guy who came in with perfect coach in the perfect system, perfect quarterback, perfect weapons. Yep. He's also in a great spot. And he's also a great player. We're not taking anything away from him, right? Yeah. McCaffrey's phenomenal. And McCaffrey, I think maybe even more than Tyreek Hill. I would go MVP maybe with McCaffrey and he's certainly it's going to be between Hill and McCaffrey for the offensive player of the year. And I guess we'll see what people think who, who, who's been more available in that regard. Yeah. And then, uh, outside of, um, outside of CMC, uh, we also have to highlight, uh, Debo who, uh, has eight touchdowns in the last three weeks. Just unbelievable. <laughs> Just, yeah. You know, two touchdowns today. Uh, McCaffrey also had, 
three touchdowns today, which gave him seven touchdowns against the Cardinals this season, which is wild. That tied <laughs> tied a record bad. for most touchdowns against the same opponent in a season uh, with guys like, oh, I don't know, Marshall Falk and uh, there, who was, I can't remember the other one. Oh, LaDainian Tomlinson was another one, mm-hmm. you know, so pr- pretty good, pretty decent company there. Uh, and, and like you also have Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle, right? Who had really quiet games today. And Brandon Ayuk had a actually you, you could argue Brandon Ayuk had a pretty terrible game today in terms of drops and things like that. Um, but even with that, they put up 45 on the Cardinals. <laughs> like like it was nothing. Like mm-hmm. it was nothing. And they needed it because the defense had a rough day today. And um I think you could I think you could point directly to the absence of Javon uh Javon Hargrave and Eric Armstead, especially when it came to the inability to to play the run. A lot of Arizona's running came between the tackles. Uh and that is where Hargrave and Armstead would have made a difference. So I'm not super concerned about the defense's performance. I didn't like a lot of the missed tackles. I think they're they're going to get their ass chewed for that, and rightfully so. Yeah. But I I'm not I'm not watching this game and going what is wrong with the 49ers defense. Um, I think when you miss two guys that are as good as Hargrave and Armstead, you're gonna you're gonna fall back a little bit, and that's okay. And that's where in the past that has been an issue because the, the offense wasn't able to carry the defense, but this offense is able to carry the defense. Yeah. So, you know, even if, even if it ends up in a situation where maybe they do struggle again uh, against the run, maybe it is more of a shootout against Baltimore. I don't fear that because this offense has shown me and my quarterback has shown me that they can backpack this team if necessary and carry it across the finish line. So, do I want the defense to perform better? Absolutely. And mm-hmm. I, like I said, I anticipate that happening with the return of Hargrave and Armstead, who I'm pretty certain will probably both play against, uh, against Baltimore. But then also I'd, I'd like to highlight Charverius Ward is absolutely having an all pro season. He leads the NFL in pass breakups. And now he had two interceptions this game, one of which he returned for a touchdown. So kudos to, to Ward for really, really kind of, I would say cementing his status as uh, a, a arguably a not arguably a top 10 corner in the league, arguably mm. a top five corner in the league and probably uh, will, will be either first or second team uh, all pro this season. So kudos to, to Mooney Ward for that as well. I thought this was going to be one of those games on defense where you're complaining the whole time and you're like, what the hell are they doing? And you look up, <clears throat> excuse me, and they gave up 16 points, but it didn't end up yeah. being one of those games. They kind of played like shit. Other yeah. than that, you know, the end of the ward pick, they they didn't really play well. Like you said, there were missed tackles. They looked, I don't know, maybe out of position at times. Mm-hmm. It just didn't look right. And that's one of those things, too. The Niners are really, really top-heavy. They have a lot of top-heavy. They have a lot of stars. Mm-hmm. So they mm-hmm. can be top-heavy. And sometimes when those guys are gone, and in this situation, you had two guys in the middle who were gone. And that's that's hard, too. When you, when you have players the caliber of Eric Armstead and Javon Hargrave who are in the middle of your defense and both not there, yeah. It, yeah. you're going to notice Problem. it, it yeah. and you did and you did so 
it is what it is. Those guys will get healthy. The defense will look different. I, I thought Nick Bosa made some big plays in this game. We always say, we said earlier in the year, you know, I want to be fair. Like, well, hey, Bosa's only got two and a half sacks. You know, mm -hmm. he's got, he's getting all this money. He's getting paid like the best defender in the league. He's got to play like TJ Watt. He's got to play like Miles Garrett. I, I thought he made some huge plays in this game. One was the strip sack that mm -hmm. Cardinals recovered, but they held the Cardinals to a field goal. And I thought Bosa had two sacks in this game. I'm looking at the box score. It only says one. So maybe they gave him a half sack on two. I think so. That sure. first, that first sack, I believe they gave credit to Javon Kinlaw for because, and they oh, should did have. They? If you, if you okay. look at that, that was a Javon Kinlaw sack. That was not a Bosa sack. Gotcha. I thought maybe right. they'd give him half, but they didn't. I think they gave one to Kinlaw and then he got the, the strip sack is his one that he got um this this game but obviously they'll go back and and take a look at it and they might change it but um, i think rightfully so javon kinlaw earned that that first sack against uh kyler murray so bosa now he's got 10 and a half sacks and mm -hmm. for all the pitching we did early he, earlier in the year he broke 10 sacks again last three years 15 and a half 18 and a half 10 and a half to this point and the only person with more sacks than him since the beginning of 2021 is miles garrett and it's yep. just by a half by a half sack, so, yeah which, you know, we'll see how it plays out the rest of the season. But I, but I thought Bosa played, you know, I thought he made some big plays in this game. Mm -hmm. um, with Nick Bosa, you always say, like Eric Armstead, we always give him credit for, like, he does stuff you don't see a lot of time. Right. The position, right, pushing the yeah. pocket, getting blockers, whatever it is. A guy like Nick Bosa, a guy like TJ Watt, you got to see it. it. It just is mm -hmm. what it is. You're paying the guy. It's You don't pay him to be like, oh, well, you know, I thought he did some stuff. We didn't notice it. No, like, you want to see him get to the quarterback. You want to see him yeah. make splash plays. And he's been doing that since since the bye, really. Mm -hmm. um, I think he's was it six games in a row with a sack or whatever it's been. Yeah. Like he's he's really playing well. Um, he's really making those plays. So you know, look to be fair, when we knock people or I don't want to say we didn't knock them, we're just like, dude, where are you? You're right, right. We're gonna give him credit. He deserves yeah. it right now. He's 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 played a lot better. So, and he leads the league in QB hits. Okay, great. Even even yeah. better, man. Great. You yep. know, like he's he, he the dude's a superstar. So, yeah, like you said, when you get those guys back, they're going to be It'll okay. It'll make a difference. The missed tackles do worry me because it seems like it keeps happening. It'll go mm -hmm. away for a little while, and then it comes back. And even Warner, who's, you know, a stud, there were a few plays today where I was like, dude, where, you know, what are you doing, man? So they have to they have to clean that up before they get to the playoffs. But I guess with yeah. this, it's one of those games where it's not a game where you really worry about anything. It's just a game where you're like, all right. Turn the page mm -hmm. when you get everybody back. It's not going to look this way. And and, and you get I these games sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. This was kind of a trap yeah. game, right? It really was. Yeah. I, you know, I, when I previewed it, I said, I don't think this team is susceptible to trap games because I think this team is, is locked in and I think they've bought into a week to week, uh, you know, mentality. And, and I, and I do believe that. But I do think it was a bit of a trap game for the defense, just with the personnel that was missing and, you know, not having seen this offense with Kyler Murray, not having a lot of tape of this offense with Kyler Murray, because it's only been two weeks prior to this game. So um, and and I, I I think that 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 Arizona offensive line, especially the interior of the offensive line is pretty good and they're a good running team. And the and going into this game, the 49ers had led the NFL in in run defense. So again, this isn't a trend. This isn't something mm -hmm. that has been worrisome all season. They've defended the run better than any other team in the NFL. And and I would argue that part of that is because the offense is so goddamn good that 
teams have to abandon the run pretty quickly in the game mm-hmm. because they have to yeah. catch up. So there is that aspect, but this offense is always good. You know what I mean? Like every game it's been good outside of that three game stretch. So again, I'm not necessarily worried about it. Now is Baltimore a good running team? Absolutely. You've got Lamar Jackson, you know, it, that is a worry, but I think uh, with Hargrave and Armstead coming back, I think that adds a little bit of stability to to the defensive line specifically that run defense the middle of the line and uh, i think they'll have a a bounce back performance there's no chance that they're not getting up for this game no chance whatsoever a huge game christmas night yeah it's it's going to be a huge game i can't i can't wait can't wait to watch this game and i kind of hope i don't kind of hope i really hope that baltimore wins i don't want baltimore having a bad loss we're recording this before the sunday night game having Mm, a bad loss and they got to bounce back i want them to have a nice easy game tonight you know, all, all up in their fields and then come in next week and ho- hopefully, hopefully get their ass handed to them. Yeah. Brian, do you play fantasy football? I do. Uh, I only had one team. This, no, I only had one team this season. This season. It wasn't, um, it, it was just a random league in ESPN. I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a league with, with friends and we had a friend, as you know, um, who was diagnosed with cancer earlier this year. And so, um, he was a part of the league, and so we just decided not to have it this season. Okay. So I only only did a rando league in uh, in ESPN, and I did not make the playoffs. Even though I have Christian McCaffrey and Lamar Jackson on my team, um, I was the third highest point scorer, but I had a f- I believe a five and seven record before playoffs started, so I did not make it. So I just wanted. I'm sure there's people in the playoffs, and listen, fantasy football can be cruel. So I'm this is a straight PPR league. What are there? Ten people on your roster? It's you know three receivers. One, and a one point per pretty, PPR. One point. One PPR. Point per PPR. Okay. Pretty basic. So I have 164 points right now, and I still have my kicker <laughs> to go. It was McManus. It's a lot of points. Yeah. Pro- probably gonna lose. Oh wow! In the playoffs, because so I picked up. I had the Steelers defense, and I'm like, I don't trust you. I don't trust you anymore, right. Steelers defense. And I think the Chargers couldn't score with Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen. So I'm like, they're going to suck with Easton Sticks. So I went with the Raiders. We yeah. had an all-time, this 27 points in an all-time game. So I come out of Thursday night with Devontae Adams and the Raiders defense, and I got like 52 points, and I'm just like, I got this shit. Like, I'm good. Yeah. Then yesterday, Jordan Addison, Sam uh, Laporta, five touchdowns. Yeah. So right now I'm up by 30. I got my kicker. He's got Lamar Jackson and Travis Etienne going tonight. I'm probably going to lose. Yeah. Uh, so well, you see, just, we'll see. We'll see. But if I yeah. score 170 points and lose, that may be that's a really tough thing. That's tough. Really tough that's, thing. A, that's, I, a, that's a tough look. <laughs> it's really bad. It's really bad. And I switched. Um, I had Trevor Lawrence in my quarterback, and Purdy was my backup. And I switched Purdy in. I don't know. Nice. Month ago for good. Yeah. He, he's been phenomenal. So I appreciate yeah. you, Brock, for that. Even though we'll see what happens. But I yeah, I got Christian McCaffrey. I drafted fifth. Again, just a random league. Don't know what those guys were doing, but I got Christian McCaffrey drafting fifth. That was awesome. Did they but, go all receivers to start? Um, they they did. They went. There were three receivers, and I believe somebody took. I don't know who. I think somebody took some. Uh, who would have been besides Christian McCaffrey? Who was the other top ranked running was back? Was it Ackler? Maybe Austin Maybe. Ackler. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think who else. People really like Tony Pollard going into the season too, but I don't know if he would have been third. I'm probably yeah, forgetting somebody. I can't remember. But yeah. So, yeah. so we'll, well see. Hey, so, good luck. Good luck. 
appreciate it, man. And if, yeah. well, you're not going to, you'll know the results by the time you're listening to the show, but just hope that Lamar and Etienne have shit nights tonight. Yeah. Fingers crossed. I'm competitive, <laughs> man. I don't handle this stuff well. I'm competitive. I love it. I didn't make I playoffs it. in my dynasty league. I finished seven. Oh, no. And I'm, yeah, I'm all pissed off. So, yeah. Yeah. We'll see what happens. So, all right, man. Well, Brian, let all me, right. the, pre- the preview show is going to be a big one. Yes, this is this is gonna Ravens game. I can't wait. We're working on we're working on a guest for it. Hopefully, we'll have someone on Thursday to talk about the Ravens with us a little bit. Um, Fingers crossed, Jake Macamfora. Yeah, that's who we're looking at. So we got to talk to our producer about that. See if we can make it yeah. work. So, all right for Brian, I'm Al. Thanks, everybody. Have a good one. Later. Nine zero three. One zero three. Twenty four hundred sports is an Odyssey company.